All right, um, back to Karen Conversations, number 23. Um, for this conversation, I'm joined by Cami Graham, who is currently a, a player at Stenhouse Muir. Cami, thanks for coming on and joining me. I appreciate it. No problem, um, mate. Thanks for having me on. Perfect, man. You are the, like I said before, I hit record here, you're the first player I've had on. So uh, I'm interested to, to get chatting to you and see how you've kind of got to where you've got to because I think it'll be a cool story for kids that are... Uh, you know, wanting to grow up and play football and certainly people in the local area that know you and maybe know me and listen to this can kind of hear a bit of your story and your mindset into it and it might help them kind of get get there and achieve that. So, uh, yeah, man, thanks very much. Um, I wanted to start by asking you, like I ask with everyone, how did you fall in love with football? Like, where did it start for you? Uh, well, I lived in, uh, you'll know Aberlady. I lived mm-hmm. in the wee village Aberlady. Um, I've got a big brother who's two years older than me and then I think I must have been four or five and mm-hmm. my dad probably just took, I can't remember it that, that clear, but my dad must have just took, I think the story is my dad took me to one of Kyle, my big brother's games right. when I was four, they were six and then I think I just joined in and then from there I've just played Abilady, played to other clubs since I was four, I've loved the game and then me, my dad and my brother followed Hearts, we were big Hearts season ticket holders and that and then from there, we've just, I've loved the game. My brother's fell out of it a wee bit, but he still loves mm. it. But I've just loved it since since I was, I can remember, to be fair. It's all I've done, football this, football that. So, That's nah, awesome. I've loved, I loved it. What, is your brother still playing now or not? Nah, he's chose, he's chose education and uni or whatever. But yeah. he, still, he still watches, we're all big Man United fans as well. So, we're a big football family. So, ah, we all love the game. I was happy with the Hearts say there, but not United, mate. That's a poor, that is a poor choice. Um, do you still go? Do you still go to the Heart? Well, obviously not now with COVID, but you still got season ticket and stuff, or not? Uh, nah, we have to cancel it because now I'll play at three o'clock on a Saturday. So mm, of course. But I was at Hearts when I was younger, but then since then I've been playing playing at three o'clock on a Saturday. So right, I couldn't get to the games. Decent. Uh, makes sense. Makes sense. So, like, what? So, where did where did you start? So, did you start playing for Aberlady? Did you play for North Berwick, Gullen? Like, where where did that all start? Nah, I think from that day I went with my dad. I think I started. I started playing with Aberlady Boys Club, just the wee village. Played there until I think I was eight. Good team, to be fair. We had quite a good team. Um, and then when I was eight, but Aberlady were a Saturday team, so mm. we played every Saturday, and then. I think I started taking it a wee bit more serious. So I joined a Sunday team. I joined Bonnerig Rose. Right, okay. Um, so I was doing Saturday, Sunday with Bonnerig and Aberlady at the weekend. And then I think I was nine. I got picked up by Hearts from Bonnerig. So I was actually... But at that time, you're still playing with boys clubs. You're a Hearts boy club. So I was playing Aberlady on the Saturday, then Bonnerig and Hearts on the Sunday. Class. Um, and then, yeah, that's where I started. Aberlady and Bonnerig as well my earliest memories for football. Dude, when when you say you start taking it more serious, like at eight, nine, like what what do you mean? Like did you like did you know that that's what you wanted to do at that age, or was it just someone said you were good and then like your mum and dad just continued to like take you uh, along and stuff? I probably didn't take it that serious because I was only like eight years old, but yeah. um, I think a scout from Hearts was at a Bonnery game, and then this must have been when I was nine. And I just went in for a trial. But even when I when I signed for Hearts at ten or eleven as the pro youth, the pro youth stuff, I probably still never took it serious. It's all about enjoying it because mm. you're so young and whatever. Uh, I probably started taking it serious when I turned fourteen or fifteen. Right. That's when I kind of thought like this is what I want to do. 
Yeah, yeah. Were were you buzzing? Obviously, you said that you support Hearts. So were you buzzing when when that came up? Like even at that age? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah it was it was amazing to be fair because you're eight or nine and you'd see you're, you're into the Hearts training centre or whatever. Yeah. And Dad's a big Hearts fan. Like Hearts was everything for us. So that was was a good moment and it's, it was a very good experience doing seven or eight years at Hearts. To be fair. Yeah, that no, that's quality, man. Who was like uh, at the time? Who was like the the big hearts players that you were like watching on TV that, that you can remember? I think so. When I was eight, it would be about 2010 to about 2012. It'd probably been like Rudy Scatchel and <laughs> Colin. Uh, I used to love him to be fair. And like, I think Rudy Scatchel, like, and then Jamie Walker and all that breaking through. Um, just players like that. And then the season they won the Scottish Cup when it was like Craig Beattie and all that. Is, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember that very clearly. That's probably like that all that kind of period was just before I went to America. So I was just mm-hmm. eight. I was just eighteen. So I was allowed to go to the pub in that. And I remember being out for like five yeah. one with Scatchel, and and I remember watching um watch Beatty score the pen in the semi against Celtic to knock them out. Um, so <laughs> yeah, that that's that's a that's a cool time to be at heart. So um, so you said you were there for what seven eight years. Um, yeah. What like what was it? Um, what was it like? Did, how did it change from when you first got there through to kind of towards the end in terms of the training as you got older? Like what what changed for you? Uh, it just as you get older, it just seems to get well. It does get more serious. Like when you turn sixteen, it's boys are getting full time contract, boys are staying part time, boys mm. are getting released, and then when I was sixteen, I think there was maybe four of us. Four of us got told part time and I was in that so I was still at school I was thinking it must have been fifth fifth year or fourth year I was doing two days with hearts and then three days with school and then six months into that I did not enjoy that being being part time when your mates are full time so I just thought if I'm gonna get full time if I'm gonna move full time eventually I'm gonna need to need to leave the club I love and that and it was it was very hard to be fair um but it was looking back at for the best decision I made leaving in, I think it was December, must have been December 2018, 2017. Right. Um, I just, I just went, had a meeting and we just said, if I'm not going to go full time, I'd rather go out and, and try, try to prove myself somewhere else. But like, I, looking back, I don't have any grudges of that. Like it was eight years yeah. of me going from a wee boy to a teenager and definitely became a better player for it because you're getting great coaching in that. So, Nah, it's just because it got more serious and it gets to the full-time, part-time, if you're going to make it or whatever, and turns out I wasn't going to go full-time at heart, so I had to just take it, in the, take it on the chest and move on, to be fair. Yeah, so you just, even at that point, you like had the you had the desire, like you knew you wanted to really give it a go. Yeah, so. yeah I, knew, I knew then I wanted to, I wanted to, when I seen my pals go full-time, I knew I wanted to be, I wanted to make it in football, so yeah, I yeah. thought if it was going to happen, it'll be away from hearts at this time so no nah, that's that's a smart move man because obviously different culture but i coached you know out, out in america for eight years and uh you know you get a lot of them um, obviously not not to like that level of like a hearts or whatever but you still get a lot of kids that are you know just not quite at the top end and, and the parents mm-hmm. like you know want to stick around and they try and like force themselves into or you know force the kids into like being the number one player on that team and sometimes it's best to just take a step back and go, you know what, like this maybe isn't where, where it's going to work for me and I need mm-hmm. to look to go elsewhere and see what actually maybe better fits me. 
do that with us because we're massive Hearts fans. So we probably gave it probably should have left six months earlier to be fair. Um, yeah. And I went part time, but you don't want to leave the club. Like you're a Hearts fan and you're playing for Hearts, right? You you want to just do that as long as you can. But it was getting to the point where I was I wasn't playing. I was getting upset after games. I was mm. wasn't I was hating it. So mm-hmm. what's the point of of doing football if you're hating it? And that's probably one thing I've learned since I've left at the clubs I've been at since. No point being if you don't enjoy it because your confidence will go, everything will go. So looking back, it's it's probably the best thing. I've, one of the not the best thing, but it's not been a bad thing leaving Hearts. Yeah, no, a good a, a good brave decision that probably in the long run was was the better one for you. What what mm-hmm. uh, what would you say like your mum like what part did would you say your mum and dad played in like helping you? Because that sounds like quite a level headed decision to make, right? Like not a lot mm-hmm. of people make that decision. Like did your mum like. Were your mum and dad helpful in that, like, you know, helping you along the way? Uh, yeah, they'd be massive to be fair because they would mm-hmm. run run me to training every every night, sit and wait, take me home, and then it's not going to be nice for them if they see me not enjoying my football at 15 or 16. So, yeah. Um, they were, they were, like, they, they probably thought, let's get him out of here and get him somewhere to enjoy football. And then, must have, then they convinced me because I, was, I wasn't enjoying it when my pals are full-time and I'm part-time and I'm not playing and they're playing and you're playing. Like I was playing down age groups because like, mm. I was quite a small guy in that. So it took me time to develop and I played down a year and just looking back, it was like, because if, if they're saying you're not going to go full-time, it means I'm going to get released in six months' time anyway. So yeah. I would have rather, the way I'd done it, I just thought, let's just leave it there and, and go somewhere else. So. But the parents have been massive still to this day. They're, they're big in your football because they support you. They run you to games. They watch games. They, if you have a bad game, they'll tell you if you've had a good game or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Nah, my mum and dad have been massive. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, that's that's good. It sounds like it. I, from the way that you spoke about making decisions, that I could tell that your mum and dad have obviously been like a, a good influence and have, have, uh, have obviously helped you along the way. So that's good. So... You you leave Hearts. Where'd you go from there? Uh, so I left Hearts in December. I must have had about four weeks of just just playing for North Bay, the school team. Oh, okay, class. I just, I just I just played there for three weeks and then. How was that? Got, like, how was that kind of stepping away from the pressure of play, being at Hearts to just kind of playing with your mates at school? Yeah, it was it was good. It's more just a laugh. Like mm-hmm. when playing for a school, you just go and enjoy it, and you're at games and all your pals that don't play football are watching you and. It's just fun, and then from there, I, I wanted to get back in. I was never not going to get back into football, so I did from January to the end of that season in May. I went to St Johnston. Oh, okay. Just to probably just to try enjoy it because I did play there to be fair, and I enjoyed it. Um, just played football, and then that never worked out. I just again, it's from here to Perth. It's a bit of travel, so uh, I was still at school as well because they were not going to take me full time when I come in January, so. Um, that was just more about getting back into football and getting enjoying it. And then at the end of the season, it was more a travel thing. It was going to be part time if I stayed on that season. I was like, I'm not going to do part time with that travel. So again, that one was was just like, thanks for for letting me come in and train or whatever, mm. uh, play football and get back in love with the game. But and thanks for that to be fair. And then that summer, I was just ready to probably knuckle down that summer and try get try get a team, which I did luckily. Yeah, yeah, that's no. I think I, that's so cool. Your decision to leave and then you just played school football because, like, a lot of people, 
and maybe even yourself at the time were thinking like I don't know I don't want to use the word failure but you know what I mean like oh like you were here and now you're just playing for your school team like what's going on there but you're actually you know just trying to take a step back and like work out what the next step was and again it's not a bad thing just to take a step away for a little bit of time it wasn't too long and you just get to play with your friends and like you say get the love back for it which is the most important thing like we always talk about anyone that knows football and loves football like confidence even at the highest levels a bit a big uh, mm-hmm. a big part right like you see players like Timo Werner right now for Chelsea you can tell yeah. he's not got the confidence he had at Leipzig like he's trying he's trying he's trying he doesn't have the yeah. confidence so just sometimes to be pulling out of that firing line and, and take a step back and just kind of like relax a little bit and kind of rejig your thoughts is a it's not a bad way to go about it. So that's that's that was a pretty cool move that you made. Yeah, was, well, look at Jesse Lingard. He's had no yeah. confidence in my United and now he's flying. So great play. But now nah, I was I was never gonna run out of or fall and like leave football together. It was more mm-hmm. like it was hard. You're a young boy, you're sixteen and maybe at that point I probably thought, nah, football's not for me. Like I've yeah. got exams coming up, I need to stick yeah. in or whatever. Um and probably that whole season from starting at Hearts to ending it in May by leaving St. Johnston, it was all just looking back. It was a season that, that wasn't, I wasn't there. I felt yeah. like I wasn't there because I was young and I didn't really know what was happening. And then leaving both three clubs in the summer that followed that was probably what's got me, got me to Stenhouse Mirror today, probably. Is that so? Did you go? Is that when you joined Stenhouse Mirror that summer? Nah. So that summer we went on holiday to, to America. Oh, my okay. family um, for two weeks and then I came back and I got in touch with Greg Shields mm-hmm. who's the reserve manager and now a coach first team coach at Dunfermline um, he invited me in for like a wee bounce game with everybody um, when they were training Edinburgh and then from there he liked me and then had a four week or whatever trial and they gave me my first full time contract oh class that's quality where, where did mm-hmm. you go in America? Uh, oh, we went to Vegas and down to San Francisco and then drove from San Francisco to LA but even my dad says now like that whole day I was probably wasn't even enjoying it as much as I could because I was just thinking about where am I going to be playing football mm. exactly but nah it was an amazing holiday to this did, uh, can't go wrong with America when you were out there at any point did it cross your mind to maybe like go out there and play like in college or something uh, to be fair I spoke about that with my my parents before but it's never been like I'd rather do it this way than mm. like work your way up in Scottish football than because I don't I'm not a big fan of education or whatever and if yeah. you go over you, you do some sort of education so um, nah not seriously I've never considered going over I know a couple of boys that have done that Yeah, uh, from Adelaide like they said it was good in that but I'd rather stick it here and stick at it here than, than move away to the first yeah, it's a different uh, it's a different experience compared to like what you've decided to keep going through. Like, obviously, my little brother Matthew, he he went out there and played college for a couple of years and absolutely loved it. But it's not the same as as what you what you've decided to kind of carry yeah. on do. Like you say, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of pressure on the school stuff. Like you're you're you get told you're a student first and athlete second. So, like you yeah. say, if you weren't if you weren't like into the school stuff, then you know it's not a yeah. It's not a good move. You wanted to you wanted to focus on the footy. So so you were so you're at Dunfermline and then what what where where does it go from there? So that that was what I wanted. I got a full time contract um in the summer of 
2019, yeah. Um, and I've loved, like, looking back, even though I'm not there anymore, I still loved it. Mm. Like, it was amazing. Like, the coaches were amazing. All the boys were amazing. Um, and it was my first real taste, but it was my first taste of full time. So, right. And every day, and I, I loved it a bit. How was that? Like, what? How was that first full taste of full time? Nah, it's amazing. It's you're playing football every yeah. day, and you're not thinking about school or anything else. It's it's unbelievable. And then that was just a great year because in January, I even the club were amazing with me. They put me into a flat. Um, oh, okay. So, so I got the first chance to like move out or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but then unfortunately, COVID hit at the end of that season, and that's really the reason I left because money and yeah. nobody knew what was happening with football and, and stuff like that. But that wasn't, it was hard to leave because I loved it so much, but it's COVID. So yeah, COVID's not been great for me anyway. So, <laughs> not not um, for anyone, mate. Yeah. Yeah. What, um, what would you say like for you, like I know you said like full time, you're just, you're fully focused on football, but like if someone's, you know, if someone's wanting to be a player and they're maybe in that part-time area and they're wanting to get to full-time, like apart from just focusing on football, in terms of maybe the training and the demands that you get put on you, like what would you say are the differences between the part-time and the full-time? It's just it's just more professional. Like if you're part-time, you'll play at the weekend, then your mate, the mates that are full-time will go in on the Monday for recovery. Mm. And you won't be next in until the next junior session. Okay. But if you're full time, you'll play a game. You're in the next day, and you're in the next day. So it's more. I don't know. It's more. You're living it so, more. You're living yeah, it more. Yeah, it's just so yeah. much better because you feel more a part of it. Because when I was part time at Hearts, you don't really feel part of the team. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then when you're full time, you're you're in every day with the boys. So it's like for people that are part time, I probably just say don't give up. To be fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if it's not working at our club, don't give up. Go try another club because there's no harm in trialing every club in Scotland. There, there's no harm in absolutely not trying or whatever. So it's all football's all about matters of opinions at the end of the day. And some coaches like some players and others don't, right? So you never know. Mm. You, you you just see you honestly just need a bit of luck, right? Like you said, it done firmly. It seemed to work out for you. The coach seemed to like you. Unfortunately, COVID hit, but like it seemed like you were in a good spot there. Um, and that's just kind of what you need. You just need that little bit of luck with a, a coach that likes you, the way that you play, yeah. the style that you play, the type of person that you are. I um, think that a lot of people, and some people don't get that luck, right? Sometimes it just doesn't, yeah. it doesn't happen. Like I know a lot of players, people that were unbelievable players, but just never got around the right people that kind of, that kind of took them to a, a club here or said like, I know someone at this club or, or whatever. And mm-hmm. um and you know those guys are are no longer playing, and I know some guys that are that are playing. They at the time probably weren't of the level of of those other guys, but because they got in with someone that you know liked them or knew other people, they 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 kind of got a head start. So that's just kind of that's just kind of how it goes, isn't it? Yeah. Um. So so then obviously so you so after COVID and everything, you, you've joined Stenhouse Muir. Um, yeah. How's that? How's that been for you? Uh, nah, I've loved this. This season's been amazing. Probably my best season I've ever had. To be fair, it's been amazing. Um, because well, it was Greg Shields that took me down from, and he helped me get get in touch with Kevin McGoldrick from Stenhouse Muir, and I went in. Before I went in as a a young lad, and that now now that's the season. Just you're playing men's football. That's what football's mm-hmm. all about. You're part of our first team. It's about all about three points winning. 
and all that if you drop points everyone's raging and whatever so this is I've loved this season I can't say that on how much I've loved it even if it took me time to play because I'm a young boy in a, in a men's team so it was more about when I got the opportunity I took it and to be fair I feel like I did I've, I've managed to get a couple goals in the game time I've had I've, I've done well so it's, it's been amazing even if, even though I'm part-time now in a part-time team it's, it's still it's amazing because you're playing men's football on a Saturday at 3 o'clock so mm, yeah. I've loved this year it's Dennis Moore That's good man what position do you play? Uh, attacking with field just find the striker or I'll, I'll go out on the wing if I need Right right okay do you like for Stenhouse House Muir, like what, what, sh- like what shape do you play? I mean, maybe it changes game by game, but is there like a, is there a certain shape that you play or what? Uh, we've chopped and changed a bit this year. Uh, we've had something for the three at the back with the two up front, and I just play off the striker. Um, I just play where I played my best game away at Alloa, to be fair. Right. Or, or we'll just play a typical four four two or a four three three where I'll play about on the wing. Um, right. But now nah, it's been probably let it slip the last couple couple of months or whatever but that's been an amazing year and I've loved it that's good man how was it like uh, what's it like doing getting through all, like when you travel to, to the games I know the last year has been a bit weird but like do you do you get a team bus all together like what's the crap uh, for COVID we've only really had two team buses when we had away to Elgin and away to Peterhead in the cup uh, but the buses being around the boy it's always good banter to be fair mm, it's a yeah. shame that you can't go in the changing rooms because of Covid because yeah. I'm a young boy so I probably would have got picked on a wee bit but <laughs> nah, the banter's good enough. the banter's That's... good everywhere even at Dunfermline in the changing room the banter's banter's massive and it's all it's all fun and games until you step out on the pit did you uh, have you found that at Stenhouse Muir um, have you found that like you say kind of playing like adult football like did you find that the, the banter in kind of having to be the young one in the team like it was that was that hard to deal with or was it was it all right like was the group that you were with all right uh well, i was probably i'm probably a bit of a shy guy when i'm around men to be fair right okay um but nah the boys are amazing like they'll give you a bit to be fair they'll, they'll, they'll rip into you sometimes but mm. like, you know they don't mean it and it's all funny um but then playing in the men's it, it's hard like because you're getting kicked up and down in league oh, two yeah. or whatever like I remember playing the Scottish Cup uh, at home to Preston and we were obviously just coming to try to beat us because we're a couple of weeks above them and I've never been so sore after a game. I must have <laughs> both two dead legs and scratches or whatever. But nah, it's, it's, it's amazing. Like, playing men's football at this age is, is everything in football to be fair because that's how you get out and get your name out there. So. Exactly. They probably see you when you're playing as well. Like they can probably tell you're a bit younger than the other guys, so they're probably trying to go through you and, and test you a little bit. Like it's amazing. I used to. That was a really hard thing to do as a coach, and I'm sure it is for any coach. Is like get across to parents and players that like, yeah, of course, ability is a huge part, but you have to be good to to get to any level. But the underestimation of how important the mental side of the game is, and and your situation mm-hmm. where you're maybe younger, you're getting booed up and down by. By adults, you're you're in an environment with adults. You know you're you're having to deal with all that. Like your men- mentality has to be extremely strong, and you have to do be kind of. I know you said you're shy, but you have to be confident in yourself to know that like you can push through it and and get through it and deal with it. And I just think that like players and parents probably don't understand like how how much of an importance that has on like getting to the level you're at and continuing to keep going. Yeah, definitely. 
Yeah, yeah, man. I think that um, that's someone I want to like get like I want to get more into is that side of like speak to like sports psychologists and like understand that certainly from like a kid's point of view. Like how how do you help kids with that? Because like it's uh, it's it's really really interesting. But no, it sounds like you're uh, sounds like you're 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 really loving it at Stenhouse Muir, and obviously COVID seems to be getting getting a lot better. So you know, hopefully by the end of the summer, maybe heading into the October and stuff, like when the season gets back up and going, things will be a bit more like normal. Like you get to do the mm. change room stuff, you get to do the team bus stuff and all that, and you'll get to experience like kind of like the proper way that it's supposed to be done. Yeah, but if like it'd be, it would have been amazing if the fans were there to be fair. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Even if it's I don't know how many fans would be there, but just playing in front of people would be would have been amazing. But nobody can help COVID or whatever. It's been nah, rubbish for everyone. So unfortunately, no. That's another that's another thing too, right? Like playing in front of fans and compared mm-hmm. to just playing in front of like a few mums and dads that come and watch. Like that's another big difference that that you need to be prepared for in football. Have you played? Have you had games or where you've played in front of a a decent crowd or? Uh, I think I had a Scottish Cup final in S one when I was at Broughton High. Right. Okay. Um, but it probably wasn't a lot. But nah, I've not really had any experience with having like Steny fans and then away fans or whatever. Nah, I've not had any experience with that. Right. Right. Okay. What um I wanted to ask you as well because like I've not been in this uh I've not been in this environment over here. I've seen it in the states, but like uh in terms of like your your training, like when you're at Hart, St Johnson, Dunfermline, now Stenhouse Muir, like what's the What's the kind of training like? Like, what's the day to day kind of, you know, w- what do you do? Uh, when you're when you're young and that, it's it's more two days a week or maybe three days a week. Just just like nothing nothing tactical ever. It's more just possession, games, passing, all that. And then full time at Dunfermline's when it was more structured. Like day before a game, it's a light session. Day after a game, it's recovery, and another two days. Yeah, they're full on sessions to get the most out of the session. Right. And then you've got one day off during the week, which was usually a Wednesday. Um, and then usually get sometimes you get a Sunday off or whatever. Um, and then that's Stenhouse Muir. Since we're only part time, it's a Tuesday night, a Thursday night, and a game on the Saturday. And both the Tuesday and Thursday sessions are just proper sessions, just yeah. hard sessions because it's we bit of tactical at the end of a Thursday before the game on the Saturday, but. Like the Tuesday Thursday sessions part time make up for missing it full time to be fair. Right, okay. When I first okay. joined, yeah. when I first joined, I was a little bit taken back by how how fit part time boys actually are. Like mm. they work in that, but they're still they're still footballers at the end of the day. So like the training is not easy at all, and boys are on you if you're not doing it. So nah, it's standard years. Even though it's only part time, yeah. I enjoyed every minute of it. Is there any like um is there any like uh whether you're at you know hearts when you were younger um you know maybe maybe not so much than house mirror because it is you know even though you say it definitely gets treated like it's full time it is part time but is there any mm-hmm. like do you get any guidance on like nutrition the nutrition side of things or or is that kind of left up to you as like an individual player uh, the only club I've been at where I've really talked about bulking up a bit was probably done for with a sports scientist okay because uh, I've took time to develop I was I was a late developer or whatever um, so I, I think he gave me a sheet or whatever how many calories to eat every day how many gym sessions what to eat oh, what good. supplements to have or whatever um, 
but now it's more it's tennis me you're you know first team here you're expected yeah, yeah. to know how, how to keep your body or whatever and that's when my mum comes in and she's she's making sure i'm doing that or whatever but nah i spoke nutrition probably that don't film on just to bulk up because i still want to bulk up yeah uh, but now it's just if, if i want it i need to i need to do that so do you take it do you take it like do you take that side quite seriously or i mean at least hope that you take it seriously <laughs> <laughs> with everything that's went on recently i've probably slacked off a wee bit but yeah of nah, course I, i'm 100 i'm i'm power i'm the size there. i'm clearly not letting myself go a bit but yeah yeah i like a cheat day or whatever but nah, yeah. now that i'm back running or whatever um, the diet's so important that's good man that's good because i like f- i talk about this with my mates all the time like footy players now are honestly probably athletes first and footballer second i mean like yeah the shape that, that yeah mate the shape that they're in that's probably overtaking the game or whatever because yeah. now it's how far you're on each game or whatever yeah yeah um, so i but, just think that like if you're you know if someone's coming through now and they're you, you know your age that you were at hearts like 13 14 like i genuinely think if you're not if you're if the club aren't doing it for you and you're not on top of that at, even at 14 years old now like i think you're struggling like i think mm-hmm. you need to be really into that like knowing your sleep if you want to make it like the highest highest level like that yeah. that is just an absolute like must do mm. 100%. For, yeah for for the kids now so that's just uh i was just interested to see what what kind of um how you kind of take that because it's uh it's something i don't i don't know anything about that like i used to do uh my last kind of year in california i worked to my cousin's company which was like one-on-one private training and stuff um mm. and that was an area before covid hit you know i was looking to actually like get more knowledgeable on because you know parents were coming to us asking those questions because we're doing like private trainings about nutrition and weights and yeah. running and like it was tough to give advice because i'm not i'm not i'm not a sports scientist like i don't know i know mm. football yeah but um it's an important part of the game now like it's it's an absolute uh it's an absolute must do for players and i think that coaches and if you're going to be private trainers it's probably something to good to educate yourself on and then help people like yourself when they're a bit younger um so like what if you were to give if you were to give someone now uh that's you know i don't know about 12 12 13 years old maybe 14 and they're kind of part-time um and they're wanting to break through into being full-time whether it be at the club that they're at or maybe going to another club to get there like what's the one piece of advice you would give them like your biggest piece of advice yeah i'd probably just say make sure you're playing and you're not not like if you're not playing then the coach obviously doesn't rate you or whatever yeah uh, just mainly enjoy it to be fair because sometimes i've not enjoyed it when i've not been full-time but or when i like this season i've enjoyed football more than i've ever enjoyed it and i'm part-time but i'm still you feel more it's like more just feeling part of it to be fair yeah because it's quite quite easy at a young age to like let your head go or like give up or whatever but you just need, you just need to keep working hard and make sure you enjoy it. Because I probably could easily gave up and mm. chucked it and looked at uni or whatever. But I thought playing Stenhouse Muir, I'm it's League Two. Your men's football, it's, it's never the end. Like look at Andy Robertson, he was League Two at Queens Park, and and now look where it is. So even if I stay, even if I stay League Two the rest of my life, I'm still playing football. And you're you're playing Saturday at three o'clock. So that's that's the main thing, just to play. Absolutely, man. And like it's not. 
first of all, everyone doesn't want to make it as a pro, and secondly, like everyone can't make it as a pro. So it's like mm-hmm. you know, to the prem to the prem or playing for Real Madrid or Barcelona, like that is a minute percentage of people that play football that get to that level. For a lot yeah. of the things we talked about already, like luck, circumstances, hard work, whatever it may be, like everything comes in and plays a part to it. But that, like you say, if if you love it. You, as long as you're playing football, it doesn't matter kind of what level doesn't that you're at. Doesn't matter what level or whatever. No. no, it doesn't at all. Have you, like, what's your, now, now like we say, hopefully, like, COVID's kind of going to, you know, you know, get better and, and after the summer, hopefully heading into the, to the autumn, it's, it's, things are a bit more normalized. Like, what, where do you want to see yourself in the next, like, three to five years? Like, what, what's your goals now? Um, I mean, goal, um, Probably is to get back full time. Okay. Uh, I think it's obvious. Like, you, I want to be a full time footballer. I want to get back into full time or whatever. Um, but see, to be honest, if, if I don't go full time and I'm wherever I'm, I just want to be enjoying football. To be fair. Yeah. Because things that have happened is there's there's more to life than football, even though everybody loves the game. Um, as it's, it's meant to be, it will be or whatever. So, but my main goal, I'm gonna. I'm never gonna give up on going back full time. Like, good. When I'm playing, I'm, my, my name might be out there. So if somebody comes, then they come. Absolutely, man. Do you um, like, would you stay? Let's let I don't know. Let's say that you know, hopefully for whatever reason, you know, maybe maybe the the full time thing doesn't happen or whatever, and you hit a point where you're trying to work out what to do. Do you think you'd ever like get into coaching or anything like that, or would you just maybe move on and just play part time and do something else? Uh, nah, I probably would go into coaching. I've I've thought about it this year, uh, when I've not been full time. But then I started a, I started I started the year. I tried to put myself through a college course for an accountancy, but that wasn't for me. And then, mm. as you know, I ended up working in JD in December yeah. just to get some cash. Um, but I've, I, this summer probably I'm gonna think about what to do outside of football. Because um, if I'm still part time, I'll need to do something else. But that was probably the hardest thing leaving Dunfermline. It was more, oh, like, I'm part-time now. What am I going to do outside? And yeah. it's quite clear that college and all that isn't for me. It'd probably be going into an apprenticeship or whatever or looking into coaching, as you say. But, nah, there is options out there. It's more, this year was more about football and playing and focusing on getting my name out there at Stenish Muir. And I feel I've, I've done well and I've loved it, so. Yeah, yeah, man. No, I think that... You know, if you if you if you love it and you want to be involved in it, coaching's a great way to go down it. And like you might you might start coaching like young kids, but you you can very easily work your way up to to start coaching adults. And um, like you you see the game from a you see the game from a different point of view when you start to be a coach. It's quite cool. And mm-hmm. like for oh, for me anyway, like when when I watch it on TV now after coaching for so long, like I see so many things that I didn't I never used to see when I was younger yeah. and I just played right. And um, so it's uh yeah if if you if you want to stay in it, I would advise you to do coaching. Um, I think it'd be I think it'd be great for you if you're thinking about something to do. And especially now, while while you're part time, you can you can just coach the nights that you yeah. don't maybe play, and you can you can earn some cash, kind of go that way. But um, yeah, man, I think if you if you still want to do football all the time, that's not a bad way for you to uh, bad way for you to go if you don't like doing college and that. Because I know how that yeah. feels. That that's not for yeah. me either, right? I'm no. I'm sat here at home. Almost been a year now too. Obviously met you at JD and <laughs> been doing that, and I'm still no idea really what I'd like to do in terms of 
what people would class as a, a normal career, a normal life. Again, it's not really for me. So I'm mm-hmm. trying to work that out too. But um, yeah, you got football's class, man. You got loads of avenues can go down and, and there's so many more things that are open up now, like on the analysis side and stuff like that. So you'll find yeah, exactly. something. You'll find something, but the goal the goal is to go full time. I think you definitely try and hammer that out yeah. for the next next I'm, couple I'm of still, years. I'm still young or whatever, so exactly. like I'm eighteen doesn't mean I'm not gonna go full time when I'm twenty two or whatever and do something yep. for four years or whatever, you never know. So yep. but the main thing this year was all football to be fair. Exactly, man, exactly. Um well look, I think we've covered your uh I think we've covered your kinda of, your kind of journey, so to speak, pretty well. Um, you know, mm. you, you kinda of went went into good detail about it. Um, and obviously, you know, now, now you're at Stenhouse Muir and we spoke about this before you come on, but like, you know, in the last few months, unfortunately, you know, you had, you, you know, you had a wee bit of bad news that, um, you know, you kind of had some form of skin cancer and, uh, you said that you'd be open to kind of just, just, just talking about it and making people aware of it. I know you, I know you have a charity, um, or we're donating to a charity anyway. And I think it's mm-hmm. brave of you to mention it and kind of come on a platform like this and talk about it. I think that's a really good thing. So I don't know what you want to say about it, but I kind of want to give you the floor for the last five minutes to, to maybe to maybe mention it. Uh, it's just, it was obvious. <laughs> it was obviously the scariest thing I've ever been told that. Um, mm. And it's probably set back my football wee bit because I couldn't play for the rest of the season or whatever. Um, but it was more if, if, you want, if it's any questions or that because quite linked to my football because the day football got the green light to restart was the day I found out so oh shit it was yeah. more yeah it was more like geez when's my luck coming or whatever yeah um, but now I'm just sitting waiting on waiting on my results and hopefully it's it's a, it's good news and it's all in the past or whatever but yeah nah, it's been it's been crazy to be fair have you had a lot of people, you know, reach reach out to you about it that maybe have had the same situation? Have you had, or have you had anyone that's reached out to you that's maybe been through it or or that or not really? Uh, well, I put it on my Instagram just to try to raise money, and yep. I didn't expect it to go go as get as much likes or shares or whatever as it did. Um, yeah, yeah. I got messages from all people, people who have had it, footballers that I didn't even know would ever see it or whatever. Um, but nah, I'm, I'm fairly positive, like. The hospital, the melanoma people—they've all been been amazing with me. And like, um, the first five days, I put, I keep saying this: the first five days were the hardest days. And since then, it's more been when's it over? Yeah. Because I'm just gonna stay positive until until something negative comes. So, nah, I'm just waiting on results, and I'm back running at football. I'm back where I bought my feet. So, it's all about getting the results and taking it from there. Absolutely, man. I mean. Obviously, just speaking to you here for the last forty minutes or so. I mean, I I can, I feel like you have a positive mental attitude to it. Like I don't feel like it's it's fake or anything. Like I feel like that's genuinely how how you've kind of taken it. And you know, we we touched on how you need to be mentally strong to be you know a football player. But like everyone, everyone in life's going to go through some something, and you have to you have to push through it. And like you said, first five days probably a bit shit, but after that, you're mm. like, look, I'm gonna I've got to keep soldiering on and 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 hope for a bit of positivity. So now nah, I just think it's, I think it's cool. I just think it's really good for, for how old you are at 18, like that you've, you're, you're open to talk about it and, and you're willing to talk about it. And it's only going to help other people that have any other issues, but specifically that one too, to, to feel more com- com- confident, should I say, and comfortable mm-hmm. to, to speak out about it. So I, I just think that's amazing, man. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm happy that, 
that you were uh, yeah you were open to talk about it. Thank you, mate. Nah, it's is what it is. What it is is just need to take it on the chin and, and deal with what comes. And the operation was couldn't have went better. It was sore leg for a, for a couple of days or whatever. Mm. But now it's all about the results. And when I get them, and hopefully it's good news, and I'm I'm back playing. Yeah, I'm sure it will be, man. I'm sure it will be. So what's the what charity is it? Uh, melanoma UK. Melanoma uh, UK. Okay. I was diagnosed with a type of skin cancer called melanoma. So. Okay. I just thought I could have done cancer research or whatever, but I thought let's put it to Melanoma UK and I got in touch with them and I've been on Zoom calls with them, uh, just talking about getting people's stories, sharing my story or whatever. Um, and now the the sum of money is amazing. I think it's over seven and a half thousand and I think wow. my original goal was maybe a thousand, I think. I can't remember what it was. Um and it kept me busy. I done the walk up Ben Loman bit of fitness, kept me busy and just waiting for the op to start and since the op it's all been rehab so good. it's all been good. How was going up Ben Loman? That looked cool, I saw that on your Insta. Nah, that was, a, that was an amazing day. I uh, done it with my mum, sister and dad and the two dogs came but mum and my the mum, my mum just took the dogs down because they were never getting up that. Hmm. Um, but nah, it was an amazing day and it's for a good cause and is what it is. I got no point sitting in bed worrying about the off or everything coming. So nah. I thought let's just let's just try to raise a bit of money and let's let's do something. Yeah, man, you absolutely. I think that's the best the best way to go about it. And um, that's class how much money you've raised. And uh, obviously, you know, I'll put this out there and I'll 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 uh, maybe get the lit specific link off you and everything. And I'll tag it and you know for I'm sure a few of your pals will listen to this and people from school and I'm yeah. sure they've probably already donated. But anyone that you know, maybe on my end that listens to this that doesn't know you and hears this, um, you know, if they if they went on and donated as well a little bit of money, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it myself too after this. Um, Thank you, mate. No, no worries. That would be absolutely class. So I'll link that in here. But um, I think we'll finish on that, Cami. I think that was uh, that was really good, man. Um, we'll stay on for we'll just stay on for a couple of minutes after I hit stop here just to kind of recap it. But um, yeah. that was really good, man. And and. You know, the football side of things was, was great. That was cool to hear from you. Like I said at the start, you're the first player I've had on. So um, it's cool to start diving into that. And, um, you know, I'm looking to, to speak to some more players. And then obviously finishing off with, with that little story there, which is important for people to hear, was, was good. So thanks, man. Thank you, mate. Thanks for having me on. Perfect, man. No worries. I'll hit record, uh, stop now and then uh, we'll recap. But for everyone that listens, thanks. And uh, go ahead and donate to, to the charity. We'll link it here. Thank you.